Welcome to a surprise edition of Embrace Debate here on a Monday, a beautiful Monday morning in Zamunda. Desmond Johnson here, your host, Cody, uh, Cody Lassie from the uh, Carolina Cat Chronicles and Monty Fetty from the Four Man Rush joining me like they do every week uh, here on the Fans First Sports Network on the Keep Pounding Podcast Network. Go find us on all your major podcast platforms. Go subscribe to YouTube's uh, Tobacco Road Sports Radio channel, youtube.com forward slash at Tobacco Road Sports Radio. Uh, y'all already know what time it is. Y'all, y'all literally already know what time it is. Uh, if you haven't heard, if you're living under a rock and you're a Carolina Panther fan, news just dropped. Owner David Tepper's made the decision to let head coach Frank Wright go after a one in 10 start here in the 2023 season. And guys, we this is one of these situations this morning where I've got you guys going on right now at 1130. We have a, a special edition of Believe in Carolina Panthers that'll be on this channel as well, live with myself, Jonathan Stewart, Skylar Callahan. Skylar Callahan is in the middle of putting out like 15 different uh, articles <laughs> regarding this and what he's coming back in with. So uh, let's just get into it. I just want to get you guys uh, fresh opinions on this because both of you have been very adamant over the past couple of months that uh this needed to happen and probably needed to happen before the season was over um who wants first crack at this uh i mean explain the emotions right now (laughs) look man i appreciate everybody joining uh hit that like no matter what channel you're on tobacco sports c3 uh hey look man we all knew this was coming like we knew it was coming right now frank rank had or, or david tepper rather had no other choice but to make this move right now i mean not only was this the worst roster in the NFL this year, but that the everything from the play calling, from the personnel decisions to firing Throck Martin in the middle of the season, even though he started seven games for you. I, I mean everything was continuing to digress and get worse and worse and worse. And shout out to my partner Tony Dunn. Um the last time we spoke, uh which was yesterday, we did the post game show. And you know, there's been this sentiment that well, if you fire Frank Reich right now, what does that say to future candidates that are going to potentially come to Carolina? And what does, you know, does that make this an attractive job? And, you know, maybe you shouldn't fire Frank Reich for those reasons so it doesn't look like they're going one and done every year. But then that doesn't even make sense because Frank Reich took a football team that was the worst in the NFL last year and made them even worse than they already are than they already were last year. So David Tepper really had no choice. Apparently he was cussing in the locker room uh, after the game. So, I mean, this is par for the course, man. Now we're looking at uh, what guy is going to be the next coach to come here. And personally, I think it's going to be either between Ben Johnson, who we know the Carolina Panthers interviewed last time in the process, or a Bobby Slovak, who was the offensive coordinator uh, for the Houston Texans right now. And look what their offense is capable of doing. I would say, the, out of all that, what you just said, the one thing I would say, we weren't the worst team in the NFL last year. That's the crazy part. The Bears were the worst team in the league last year. We almost won a division, remember? Like, we we traded up to one. So he took a team that was on the cusp of, and especially if you look at our division right now, like, even with all this being said, I think we're like four games out of first, <laughs> five games out of first, something like that with six to go. He took that team and that roster and turned it into this. Like, the, I'll, I'll let yeah. you go before I, I chime in, Monty. But uh, 
I ain't even gonna lie. I didn't even watch the game yesterday. I watched the first couple, I think the first two drives. And when they got to midfield on that one drive early in the first quarter, and it was, I think it was like third and one, like around midfield. And they called like this weird screen pass where Bryce literally turned around and threw it backwards. And it, it oh, that was the first ball. drive, dog. That, that first was drive. the first drive of the game. I saw yeah. that and I was like, I threw my hands up and I was like, you know what? I'm not going to subject myself to this on this Sunday. And I left. I went in DoorDash yeah. for the rest of the afternoon and listened to it on the radio so I could hear Anisha's uh, call uh, with uh, Luke Keekley on the radio. And I'm glad I did because as I was listening to it on the radio, I'm like, this, if I've checked out, if I've checked out when I have to do multiple podcasts on the Panthers and talk about them on multiple shows each week and I can't even sit there and watch a game. I was driving around yesterday thinking this is it for Frank Wright. Like, I don't think this is going to last past Tuesday. So you go, Monty. Give me your thoughts because I know you've been very adamant on Twitter about uh, this needed to be done. Oh, bro, I'm I'm I, as excited as you can be to be 1-10. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I'm excited, bro. Uh, I mean, again, we, we've talked about this for months now, and I, and I think we all knew it was coming. Um, I think that – Next got to be uh, Scott Fitter got to be next man, but yeah, I mean, I'm, I it had to ha- it had to have happened, had to have you know have fired him, you know we had to have get him out of there. And like you said, man, this thing, as the season goes on, you, that was the difference between this year and last year. You know, even with Matt Rule, I'll be honest, even with Matt Rule, as the season goes on, we still have some spurts, you know, here and there to where we look competent. Yeah, you know, we look like we're a decent team and and at least an average team at best. There was no point of this 10-year – I mean, the 11 games here that Frank Wright coached that we looked even average. You know, we were – we've looked terrible from the start of the season, and it looks like we're getting worse. Now, granted, we are beat up at a lot of different positions. We are injured. But, yeah, man, you you don't come in here, take over a team. And, again, he may not have promised the playoffs. He may not have promised, you know, us being a, a playoff-caliber team or a contending team. But you don't come in here – with the stance that you all came in here this offseason, start win one game out of your first of ten games, and then then you know get grace and, and keep a job. I, and again, Scott Fitter isn't isn't a, you know free of, of criticism, or I believe he's going to be the next fire. So I believe both of them need to be they need to be a pair and firing. But yeah, man, I, yeah. I'm happy to see Scott Fitter. I mean, I'm, I'm happy to see Frank Wright go. And I'll be honest, I know we said Ben Johnson, uh, bro. We what we don't need to fall into is making the same mistake twice. You got a barrel sitting on your on your team right now. Dude. And everybody keeps saying it's going to be a, a, a stud head coach. I'm I'm sorry to say it, bro. I would love Ben Johnson here. He barrel, he, he he knows his team, he knows his roster. That's your head coach for the future. That's my opinion. You're like, don't make the same mistake twice. Yeah. The same thing with Wilkes. Don't make the same mistake twice. I'm That's actually I'm actually glad they didn't make uh Jiro the interim head coach because it's been literally the exact same situation as last year. At least by making, uh, for those who don't know, Chris Tabor, the special teams coach, is now going to be the interim head coach. Jim Caldwell's coming down from the the tower or wherever he's been to assist with uh, Thomas Brown, who will retake over uh, play calling duties on offense. And I'm kind of glad that David Tepper did not make, because all of us, I think, are all thinking the same way. Like, you don't even have to go out of house for this. Like, go give it to Ijiro and let him put this back the way it's supposed to be, a defensive-minded team, run the ball, stop the run, help Bryce out, build both the lines. That kind of thing. That seems like the 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 smart thing to do, but I'm kind of curious because Scott Fitter is still here, um, and we've kind of all got to the the point with the roster where we're like, well, Scott Fitter kind of built this roster, uh, you know, maybe yeah. Frank Wright, but it felt like Fitter was the decision maker on a lot of these, and they are woefully thin at multiple spots. I know they've got a lot of injuries going on, and they've had that all year, but other teams have injuries too, and they've been able to survive and, and figure it out, and we've gotten 
to your point, Monty, uh, I can even say this about Matt Rule's teams. Matt Rule's teams at least kind of progressed the first couple of years, like through the year. You kind of saw some progression with the offense. The defense was top-notch pretty much most of the time he was here. It never flatlined. This team has flatlined. Like this looks like the this looks like August. Like they literally look like what they did in August. On yeah, August. I mean, it, it, remember when we were talking about why does the offense look so terrible in the preseason, and then we were like, oh, they're gonna save all the big guns and the big plays for when the season rolls around. Uh, listen, I hate to be a skeptic, but I don't necessarily know that Federer is getting the bounce. And yeah. the reason why, and the reason why I don't think so, I believe that David Tepper says jump. And Scott Fidra says, how high, boss? Yes, I think that's his right-hand man, and he knows that he's got a guy that's going to do literally whatever he wants. So I truly don't even know if Fidra is going to be out the door. Um, look, when it comes to the next head coach, look, I, I understand everybody uh, is talking about Rivero, and I wouldn't mind that either. But, I mean, let's, let's also think of it this way. The reason why you went out and got a Frank Reich was because you wanted an offensive-minded head coach to be able to pair with your quarterback – for the foreseeable future. And, and it now, didn't work. Yeah, because you made the wrong hire. Okay, so now you're going to tell me that if we couldn't get another offensive mind who actually knows what he's doing, that you wouldn't want to pair him with Bryce for the foreseeable future? Because what, what now, you're, now, well, now you're doing though. this thing. But now you're doing this thing. Let's say the, the team becomes real good. But then whenever the offense has a good year, you're going to be turning around play caller after play caller after play caller. Now Is going into the next year, coach, Bryce will be on his third head call, on his uh, third play call. Like that is not sustainable for your quarterback that you're trying to develop. But that's you the card that's been dealt. I mean, I mean, I understand what you're saying in hindsight. Yeah, it, it sucks to go that route, but that's the hand that's been dealt. Like he's going to have to deal with that either way. Uh, and to be honest, it why does the, why does the head the next head coach have to be offensive minded to help Bryce? Right. They just find an offensive coordinator that can help him and actually deal with just Bryce instead of the entire team, like we just saw with Frank Wright. I'd rather let. I mean, Thomas Brown was interviewing for head coaching jobs, like yeah, because then you're, but then you're then you're replacing that guy as soon as the Panthers have an offensive season. That's that that's worth something. That's not necessarily true, man. Like I mean, yeah. but I mean, well, look at it. Look look at Houston. Houston has a defensive minded coach. And they're and they have and they're smoking right now. Yeah, I don't, right. It you're not going, but you're not necessarily every single year that you're you're good on offense. You're going to lose your offensive coordinator. That's just that's not true, bro. But at the same time, I don't necessarily. I'm gonna be honest. I don't care if he's an offensive minded coach or defensive minded coach. I want a good head coach in general. And and Vero looks like he checks all those boxes. You know, it looks like he came in checking all those boxes. And let's be honest, we he if. if any unit should be bad on this team. It should be the defensive unit. And the defensive unit is playing well with have losing losses. Number one corner, lost his starting middle linebacker, doesn't have a, a pass rusher opposite Brian Burns. Um, you're really down to your like fifth cornerback now. And you're still playing good ball. You just you bro, you just held a uh, you just held a decent team to 17 points. Like I, I, don't I mean, bro, yeah, I don't understand how the defense yeah, is doing this. Like the, the defense has been the, the bright spot. This entire yeah, man. season, if, really. If they're they're injured, too. Mm-hmm. Playing with, like, bombs. Well, not bombs. Yeah, I mean, no, 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 <laughs> J- no, J- J- I mean, yeah, no J.C. Horn, no Jeremy Chin. Brian Burns has missed some time. Uh, Xavier Woods has missed some time. Like, C.J. Henderson's uh, had a concussion for, like, two weeks. I, 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 I hear you. Uh, I mean, I, if I'm a Vero, though, if I'm anyone with this organization, I don't know why you'd want to stick around. Seeing how David Tepper has handled this organization, like, 
what what do you really think is going to happen? Like, I can't imagine who wants to be a part of this. Are you guys upset that they didn't? I'm seeing there's first of all, there's a lot of people. Uh, apparently, we weren't the only three that was waiting on this day to come. There's a lot of people in the comment section uh, from all over the place. Shout out to everybody that's stopping by and still growing as we go. Stick around 1130 alive. Believe in Panthers episode with myself, Skylar Callahan and Jonathan Stewart will be on uh, this channel right here. So don't go anywhere. We'll have even more. Skylar have some uh, info from Sports Illustrated. We'll get the player uh, thoughts from Jonathan Stewart. Um do you are you guys upset that they didn't promote Ivaro? Because I'm seeing a lot of people in the comment section going that it's kind of a slap in the face that uh that they didn't make him the interim head coach. Chris Not Tabor's really. had a lot of experience, and I, I don't expect Chris Tabor to be in the running for this job uh right. when the season's over. He's kind of like the babysitter at this point. Right. Um, and Jim Caldwell's coming down to help Thomas Brown. It's almost like those things we said at the beginning of the year when they built this staff that they had some fail safes in place in terms of like if something happened, then we can still, you know be okay from within the building and that feels like what's happening right now with jim caldwell coming down to help with thomas brown do you think there's gonna be a difference in the offense we see with six games left i i, I mean not really i i mean to be honest i, I i'm as excited as i am that frank wright got fired i'm still tempering my expectations you know i still don't think that I, you know thomas brown still wasn't a great offensive quarterly coordinator either he really but, was we need yeah. to address that. <laughs> he didn't yeah, do I mean, any better than Frank Wright did. So but yeah, he was never was never gonna be. Right, right, right. He was never a great but not, but to be fair, he was never set to win, just like a lot, of, a lot of coaches are. So I mean, I, I don't I'm not really ex upset that uh Tabor got the I mean, and let's be honest, Tabor is a good coach. Our our special teams has arguably been the best unit on our team over the last two years as well. So, yeah. I mean, you, you can't be – I'm not mad that Tabor got the uh, – the, and, again, like you said, uh, Des, I don't think that he's going to be in competition to get the head coach position next year. It's just for the time being, the last seven games or last six games, however many games we have to play left, he's going to be the interim head coach. So, I don't think that has any real any real say of what happens next year. But I do think that Ivero, if I'm Tepper, Ivero's number one on my uh, on my list as guy. And, again, Tepper's already proven he's going to pay guys at, you know, whatever they want. So, it don't mean nothing yeah, to him. Man, yeah, Vero knows he's going to get paid. You know, yeah. whether you know that's what we he'll say. He knows he's going to get paid. So, I, I mean, see. That's I see that sentiment all the time. People are like, oh man, we can't go after like a Harbaugh or whatever because he's going to be paying out all these coaches, or whatever. David Tepper's worth seventeen billion dollars. Like he, yeah, that yeah. Don't care. it's nothing. And he needs to. Pay. How about this? He needs to pay. Yeah. He needs to pay. He needs to feel as bad as us Panther fans do, and it's still not going to be as bad because, like Desmond just said, he's worth billions of dollars. Like the guy literally just signed a check for the Panthers and bought him outright. So mm -hmm. who cares how much money he has to spend? <laughs> and 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 again, I, I hear y'all's uh, argument for Ivero. And if we do make him the head coach, I promise you I'm not mad at it. But I think now David Tepper needs to open up the pocketbook yet again. He needs to go out and overspend for a guy like Ben Johnson or for a guy like Slovic who come from that Kyle Shanahan style of offense, which is not only taking over the NFL right now, but I've said that the best opportunity for Bryce Young to be successful is if you build an offense like the 49ers have or like the Miami Dolphins have, and, and they're both running that Shanahan style of offense. Do the same thing for Bryce, and let's start moving. Well, the main problem with that, though, is that they don't have the players. <laughs> they don't have the players to run it. So even if they do switch the scheme, they still don't have the players to run that 49ers scheme or the the Dolphins. And we just saw with the 49ers what happens in that scheme when you don't yeah, have Evo Samuel, you don't have Jeff when you don't have George Kittle out there. Like, it turns into 
a pumpkin pretty much. So, I mean, like, you still need players. Uh, you're going to need at least two uh, off seasons of drafts and free agency to build this team back up. And David Tepper has to know that whoever the next coach is, literally no matter what happens, you cannot one and done him again. I'm you have to be certain about your next coach. I'm going through the comments here. Christian, uh, Kristen asked, right. Well, says right. has been wanting out since week five. In my opinion, in my opinion, I think Brown wants out too. It's so bad. If you go back and listen to some of the press conferences that Frank had over the past three or four weeks, and I think I said it either on here or on one of the other million shows I've been having to do. I, I felt like he was going down the road that Matt Rule was going down in his last weeks in terms of stuff he was saying. And somebody mentioned it earlier in the comments. It's so far up on the comment thing. I don't know if I can find it again. That apparently, I guess, right threw the defense under the bus in the post in the post game press conference last night. Uh, well, he in terms threw uh, Chark under the bus for sure. Uh, yeah, yeah, Chark yeah. He was, responded, so I don't know. I saw that in terms of uh, that last play where he was basically saying that they had a play. Uh, Rice checked out of it. Audible, did, of course, it was a screen pass because it's Frank Wright. So he's checked out into a screen pass. It made no sense on third and six or fourth and six or whatever it was. And uh, Chark was saying that the original call probably would have worked better than the check down. Frank was saying that the check down was the right call to make. I'm saying, why is he checking into a screen pass? <laughs> like, why, why is that the other option? Like, why is it not something else when you're trying to do this? And again, I go back to that play, first drive. I saw it. I think Joe Person just put out like a random comment when it happened. It was like, what the hell was that? And I knew exactly what he was talking about when I looked right. at it. I, was like, I know the exact play <laughs> that you're talking about. What is this? This doesn't make any sense. It was like they were – it looked almost like uh, Jonathan Mingo missed a block, like ran out too far, yeah. and the dude came behind him. And Mingo looks like he's looking for somebody to block, but he missed the initial guy that was supposed to come, and that's the guy that tackles uh, whoever it was that caught the ball in the backfield five yards deep in. But it was the fact that they it wasn't even a pitch. It was an overhand. Bryce turns around and throws it backwards to the to the running back. So say the running back doesn't catch it. That's a fumble. <laughs> it's literally a fumble right there midfield. And you only needed a yard. It was fourth and was that was four. exactly that was what that was what t- ticked me off. It was like, dude, on third and one, you, you run a you run a pitch, and it's not what even a doing? pitch. Like you said, it was, it was a backwards lateral. Like you you throw a backwards lateral on third and one, and like it none of none of it made sense with man. this line. The can't block, like hey, I mean, you know, against a defense that's good against the run. I like uh, all of like none of it made sense, bro. And it was that's like it, that's when I was just like that. Nah, I'm not giving you my time anymore. And if I can do that. I couldn't imagine how many other Panther fans checked out yesterday. So. Oh, hey, look, we've been doing C3 for a long time now. Every single Sunday, we get people in our cat calls saying, I didn't even watch. I yeah, Kind of like what you just said, Desmond was like, why bother? Yeah. Like, I could, I, I could spend my time doing a bunch of other things, adulting, getting tours done, or doing whatever, rather than watch this team be miserable. It's the and same look, game. It was the exact look, same game we've watched for the past 10 weeks. What, what, what was the score to the start of the fourth quarter? 17-10 or whatever yeah. it was, or around that mark, around the same time of the game it always is. They're down a possession. Something's going to happen. They're not going to convert. They're going to lose the game, and you're going to come away from it like, that's a winnable game when you look at the box score, but really it wasn't. It really wasn't a winnable game. Like, if the, if a team can score 17 points on the Panthers, the game is over. Like, the Panthers yeah. can't score 17 points, and that is an indictment on Frank Wright because Frank Wright was the offensive guru that was coming in here with all these offensive gurus, they were going to change the the mentality of the Panthers. I hear what you're saying, Cody, about you. You know, you want a, you know, a guy like uh, Ben Johnson or somebody in here. I want us to go back to the roots of what the Carolina Panthers are. If David Tepper's serious about modeling this franchise behind the Pittsburgh Steelers, you know what you don't do 
You don't hire an offensive-minded head coach. You go get a defensive-minded head coach and you play run the ball, stop the run, because you're going to win the game more often than you lose it when you play that and you've got the players for it. You've got the people on your staff already to just promote. Don't make it a big deal. You went through this whole coaching search and had guys coming in and out and there's a big huge pageantry or whatever. Don't do that. Just promote Idro. This is a simple decision. Just promote Idro or email Steve Wilkes and be like, hey, yo, uh, my bad. Um, you want to try this again? And no way Steve Wilkes is ever coming back to anything having to do with David Tepper, man. Oh. Um, and, and, and look, I, I hate to bring up this can of worms again, but I think this has been sour since the moment that Frank didn't get his quarterback. I'm sorry. I'm still a believer mm. that uh, Bryce Young was not the one that Frank Rack wanted, but that was the one that the front office wanted. And uh, Frank has no fight in him. He's like, whatever. They want Bryce. We'll go with Bryce. I mean, every time that Frank has had a quarterback before, they've been bigger quarterbacks with stronger arms. And then now all of a sudden over the course of one draft, he preferred a 5'10 quarterback that's more running the offense rather than pushing the ball downfield. I just don't buy it, man. I just don't buy it. I think right. that's where the disconnect starts. Ball downfield in college, though. I mean, so that, but I, let's let's not. not like crowd. I mean, but but I mean, Bryce didn't struggle at all pushing the ball downfield. I mean, you can compare to, to CJ all we want, but they both pushed the ball downfield at a high rate in college. I mean, yeah, let's, I mean, yeah, that's what I don't understand. Like, he, it's almost like he's yeah, scared to throw it down there. Yeah, let's let's not create that narrative, bro. I mean, because honestly speaking, bro, if we're gonna if we're gonna have that conversation or have that narrative, sure. If if that was not his coach or his quarterback, then we did absolutely right by firing him, then, man. Because I honestly I don't want to hear the talk about well, he didn't get the right quarterback because beforehand he told all of us he liked all four quarterbacks. He can get the best out of all four quarterbacks. So now, don't tell yep. me now. Oh, he didn't get his quarterback. Well, guess what? You told us you could do well with Levis. You could told you told us you would do well with Bryce, CJ, or AR. So yeah, I don't want to hear that. He's going to say now. that in a press conference. He's but not going to not. Okay, he's but, not going to not say that in a press conference to a room full of media and okay, then shoot but, himself but, but in again, the foot. Don't tell me now here six months later because you're trash that you didn't get your right quarterback. Because again, if, if we start winning, then the, what the argument is going to be? I got the right quarterback that we're now because I we drafted the right quarterback. Yeah, you can't so now don't all tell me six months later now that it's the wrong quarterback because you just lost your job. No, you're just a terrible head. You for that matter, you were you got fired at your last job because you couldn't identify and draft a quarterback. You that's why you got fired from Indy. Like you were blessed and, and got and signed and or signed wow. the contract with a team. You're, you're missing my you're missing my point completely. I'm saying that when that when Frank Reich came to this organization and and didn't put his foot down enough for the quarterback that he actually preferred. And by the way, I'm not making this up. There are multiple reporters that have put out the same thing, that the coaching staff didn't want the quarterback that they drafted. It's all speculation. And again, all right, again, right. Yeah, it's only speculation neither. to you because you don't believe it. That's the only reason why you're calling it speculation. I'm saying was that was the moment. Uh, that was, that was the it. moment. <laughs> that was the moment. Ways. When the Cody, whole can, can you prove or disprove that, now, that Frank Wright wanted him or not? Yes. Or how no? about this? This is what I can prove. Now you're going to have to make sure that whoever your next head coach is, be them offensive-minded or defensive-minded, that they're going to be just as sold on Bryce Young as, as the front office is. So what? All right. So that, that, that might not be everyone. You might want a, an offensive-minded head coach that can see the value of what Bryce Young could one day become rather than a, a quarterback like, for example, Steve Wilkes, he wanted Josh Allen over there in uh, Arizona. He also wanted 
the bigger, stronger style quarterback. So whoever you bring in, they have to be first and foremost sold on Bryce Young over everyone else. I don't think they're bringing anybody in. Like, to be honest, like the money's already been spent on the staff. I'm telling you, they're going to promote somebody from the staff this time around. Uh, if anything, the main thing David Tepper's going to hear from all this and this blowing up in his face is that he should have promoted Steve Wilkes, who was already on his staff last year. You got the same situation right now, but with a younger prospect that's already been interviewing for head coaching's prospects at Evero. Like, I'm telling you, he's the dude. Get him. Like, we, there's no coincidence that we've been seeing Thomas Brown and Ejiro Evero in these press conferences on Wednesdays, I think it is, when you see the coordinators. And it was almost like a uh, like a test run, like to, to just hear how they sound. Listen to how they sound and compare them to what Frank Wright has sounded the past couple of weeks. They sound like head coaches in waiting. Like they literally sound like they've got a pulse of what's going on with the team. It never sounded like Frank had a pulse for the team. It sounded like he was a spokesperson. that He was just speaking on behalf of the team. Yeah. But I never caught a vibe like that never they understood the identity of the Carolina Panthers. Yeah, I mean, he was, just, and, and, and we that's what that's how he you, knew it. Yeah, we that's were how told you he knew stuff like when, Exactly. Stuff like when he says, oh, well, we drew up a play, but it was only for one receiver. Or that's how you get stuff like, or stuff like, oh, yeah, we're, we're, we're trying to run the ball at will, but we're not trying to be a power. Like, dude, you, don't even, you don't yeah. even know the identity of the guys you have oh, on your team. <laughs> Nonetheless, talk about quarterbacks. Like, like that's the that's the, honestly the conversation we need to be having. Now, picking the right or wrong quarterback is, is, bro, you have so many professional athletes saying, bro, there's no way you can even evaluate Bryce right now because it's, the situation is so bad. And we're talking about bad quarterbacks. No, we're talking about, bro, Frank Wright, you pick, you handpicked this staff, you handpicked these players. You went and got uh was it you saying and got Sanders? You went and got Chark. You went and got Adam Thielen. These are guys you wanted. Yep. You you had Deontay Foreman wanting to be back here and you didn't sign them. So we so before we talk about getting the wrong quarterback, let's talk about the wrong players you picked out before the draft even started. You, you didn't really physically went and got these guys. So, so don't tell me, oh, now Bryce is the wrong, the wrong guy for you. No, bro. You're just the wrong Figaro had no say so for the NFL. Figaro had no say so and all of the guys. Right. But that's only if you believe that everything that they're doing is in lockstep with one another. That we all know that David Tepper tells Fitterer what to do, and then Fitterer does it. That's why we didn't go and get a Leonard Floyd. We didn't go and get a Jadavion Clowney. We didn't go and get a DeAndre Hopkins because Fitterer told David Tepper, oh, Bryce is the type of quarterback. He doesn't even need these big-time wide receiver prospects. He can elevate the wide receivers around him. Well, that's turning out not to be true, and they're having to fix everything that they thought that's they were doing. <laughs> that's, bro, no, it's not turning out to not be true, bro. You can't win with, with trash, bro, period. Like, all these quarterbacks Deep that y'all keep mentioning, bro, matter of fact, we're sitting there talking about C.J. Stroud. C.J. Stroud got arguably the best rookie receiver on his roster. Let's let's stop. Let, let's stop. Yeah, the that they draft. Like, you can't. And uh, Stroud also endorsed him too. Stroud went to them. Okay, so wait, go go and get Tandell. So, so, so now, so now we take the endorsement of your rookie quarterback over, uh, over a GM that's supposed to be not that came from a Seattle team that knows how to draft. The logic that you're using don't even make sense, Cody. Because, like I said, because you it does both. He said, "Hey, I want that guy. I want to throw the ball to that guy," and he was right. He stood up for himself. I'm I'm wondering how much Federer was really involved in Seattle after watching this because we gave him a lot of credit coming from Seattle and we kind of said, oh, he helped build the Legion and all this stuff. Did he? (laughs) Did he really do that? Or was it merely more Pete Carroll and John Schneider that did a lot of that stuff? Because 
this ain't it, Scott. This ain't it. Like this, you're next. I hope he knows he's next because right. whatever's gonna happen, I think what's gonna happen instead of them both getting fired the same day, if they lose another two, three games, and to be honest, looking at the schedule, unless there's a complete flip around in mentality like it was last year, which I don't see with six games left and the way the roster is decimated, I think Fitter is gonna be gone at the end of the season. Like at the end of the season, they'll let him go through the end, then they'll let him go, and then they'll they'll hire a they'll hire a GM first, and then they'll hire a coach. And that'll exactly. be what they're they, supposed to they be. And, you know, that should have been the thing that they've done to begin with. Like I said, let, when we were talking about this months ago, like Fitter shouldn't be fired and then Frank keeps his job. And the same should be like Fitter should. I mean, Scott Fitter. I'm not Scott Fitter. Frank Wright shouldn't be fired. And then Scott Fitter keeps his job. Neither. Yeah. They both should be a pair firing. Yeah. Like, it, no matter if it happens right now or happens at the end of the season, I'm not grandstanding for Fitter, but I'm also not, not caping for Frank saying he got the wrong quarterback. No, dude, you just wasn't a good head coach. And again, it's not even Carolina Panthers that feel that way. When you go back, when he got fired, all Indianapolis coach said the exact same thing that we're seeing now. Bro, he, he has no backbone. You have players saying the same. Like Charles Johnson just said today that he's hearing reports that, bro, he has he's soft. He has no backbone. Indianapolis, yes, fans, Indianapolis players said the exact same thing. He has no right, backbone. So why would you fight for the quarterback that he actually preferred in the draft? I see, I see a lot of Indianapolis and it, and, it, and it just had everything dictated to him. That, that was the original disconnect. He was never willing to fight for how he actually wanted to build this roster. We don't even know who he wanted in a free agency. We don't even know. So, Monty, you just sit there and say, oh, you wanted DJ Chart. You wanted all these players that they bring. But you don't know that. That's just as much speculation as anything else. Federer is the one that has supplied this roster the past three years in a row. And if Frank Wright deserves to be fired, then they both deserve to be fired. Absolutely. Okay, then. So what are we arguing? Okay, because yeah. I agree <laughs> that they should be fired. We're what are we talking fired. about? <laughs> like, we're all in agreement here that they should be fired. This whole thing has been a garbage fire, a dumpster fire. Like, th- four months ago, us and a lot of the national media were like, this is the best place possible for Bryce Young to live. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, in terms of what they put together, they 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 revamped some stuff. They kept the offensive line that we were all raving about. We thought this was a top 10 offensive line back in August. You know what I'm saying? Like from based off of last year and what they did for Frank to come in and know the offensive line is the strength of the offense and to literally do the opposite of what they do the best. That, that's Skyler says this literally every week round uh, round peg square or square yeah. peg round hole. Like literally that's what they were trying to do all year. He was trying to input. He was trying to imply his system on top of these players that did not fit his system. Like, and some of this stuff, it to Cody's point, some of this stuff is uh, we can uh, we can kind of deduce David Tepper pushed more than he did on some of the other things. Like right. us pushing to a three four, that's a David Tepper request. <laughs> he wanted us to go to a three four. Why? Because the Pittsburgh Steelers ran a three four for the past yeah. sixty five years, and they've had success with it with six Lombardis or whatever. So he wanted us to move to that. Problem is, we're not a three four defense. We never have been. We never had the, re- the the way to put that together, and it's shown in the middle of the line all year this year with people running up our gut because we don't have the, the resources for it. Frank wanted to run a spread offense. We don't have a spread offense personnel. No. Like we don't have no. it. <laughs> so why are we still trying to run it? And again, and- that's why everything feels to me like David Tepper forced every single decision onto the Carolina Panthers. And again, man, I'll I'll, I'll go back to this. It, the original plan, and this is confirmed. This is not speculation. What I'm about to say, the original plan was to move up, not to number one, but to number two, 
because the Bears and the Houston Texans, they were going to swap spots. And everybody knows that the Texans wanted Bryce Young. So if you already know that the Texans are going to move up, well, then that tells me that you intend to move to number two for someone at, for a, a different quarterback. It, it all changed when they did go to number one because David Tepper didn't want the egg on his face when you pass on the consensus, quote-unquote consensus, number one overall quarterback. That's not, and, not necessarily And that's where you pushed bro. on everyone. I it, think it, was, it was confirmed that Houston had backed out of the deal. Houston no longer wanted to move. They were no longer wanting to deal with us. No, that's it's not that they backed out. They took too long. They never backed out of it. The way Tepper explained it, yeah. That, that they no longer wanted to be. That's why it took so long. That's why the deal took so long. So they no longer wanted to deal. So you can. So you now to your point, Cody. You can make the argument that teams know that they can just fleece us at any time. So that's why they backed out. And that's what ended up what happening. We just got fleeced. Like I mean, let's let's just be honest. That same thing happened with San Francisco. Like, do teams know today that we weren't going to get or no team was going to offer us a first round pick, and we were just thirsty to get Christian McCaffrey out our roster, and then we end up making the wrong decision there. It's Big the same. Teams know that David Tepper and Scott Fitterer are are just terrible at running this team. So what do they do? They fleece us. And, that's and, can, I, and can I just say, how about this? It doesn't matter if it's Bryce or CJ. The Panthers were not ready to trade up. No. This, this roster was not, not in, was not in the right position to move up and give a quarterback the right situation for them to thrive. Somebody, sold, why, somebody sold David Tepper on the idea of, yeah. If we just get a quarterback, we're fine. Look at the past three years. We the one thing we didn't have was a quarterback. So they well, did everything they could to get a quarterback, but they they mortgaged the farm. Like I, I swear, the Christian McCaffrey trade is going to go down as the worst trade in Carolina Panthers history. Like I really feel that way. And DJ Moore is going to be right behind it because there was no reason to trade Christian McCaffrey when you traded him. There was no re there was no head coach here. <laughs> there was no head coach here when you traded him. You had to enter him here. You just fired that coach seven days ago. And now What's you're hurry to trade McCaffrey when he's finally healthy. Like he, you just saved two years of his career by him not playing, and you paid him, and you're going to trade him for what? You didn't well, get fellas, a personal pick out of it. I'll say this: you, we were in position to draft a quarterback at, at nine, and it was name was Will Levis. That's who we was in position to draft. I'm not going to rewrite history. Guess, None of us wanted Will Levis. That would have kept you no, with exactly. McCaffrey and DJ None Moore. Of us, but, uh, nobody nobody, wanted, nobody wanted that mayonnaise eating man. Like no, hey, man, making hey, jokes that's, about that's, him. That's cool, y'all. <laughs> Look, just, just hear me out. Y'all don't want him, and now watch he go to Tennessee and hoop. Like we, we cannot. We this will say we be too bougie for guys for no reason. He hooped against we, the we Panthers. And by the way, if you're gonna take your victory laps on Will Levis looking okay in two or three games, <laughs> then I have every right to say that I I can take a victory lap over CJ Stroud. I'm telling you what they better than Bryce Young. Really cool. they should have did. They should have did everything. Cody, you do your victory lap and then try to trash one quarterback while praising the other quarterback. That's corny. Like, I mean, you can. I'm not. I'm not trashing you know, anybody. Right. Everyone's playing, playing bad, playing Everyone's playing bad Monty. Guys. Everyone is playing bad. Everyone. Yeah. Everyone. All, all they had to do was. Bro. All they had to do was say. Have a real conversation at this point, bro. All they. Yeah, but y'all just said you can't ever say anything 
wrong about the quarterback or say that he ever does anything wrong. That's not true. It's but again, it's not even just me that feels like that one that, that, you're just, that you're engaged with. I'm not the only person that feels that way. And then two, again, you, I'm not even the only person that says, bro, the situation is almost in, almost impossible to evaluate, Bryce. It'd be different if I was the only person that felt that way. I then agree. you would have a point. When you have a Hall of Fame tight end saying the same thing, we have a three-time Super Bowl uh, old lineman saying the same thing, that kind of says that maybe you're just talking and maybe I'm, I have a point. Luke but, was I mean, saying the same thing on the radio broadcast yeah. yesterday that it's almost impossible to kind of evaluate Bryce because of exactly. all the and everything. Uh, that, 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 does, that, that does not give Bryce Young a pass. Like Bryce Young is not playing very well either. And I will say that. Now, there's some right. things that Bryce can do in game a little bit better. He still has zero awareness in the pocket when he's about to get sacked. Like, I don't know yeah. where that's coming from. He still does not climb the damn pocket. I'm sorry. I watched it all day that's yesterday. He stands there. He stands and throws flat foot from wherever he caught the ball and shotgun. He does not climb up in the pocket. I don't want people no on Twitter like they were last week saying that he ain't got no pocket to climb up in. I'm not talking about those plays. I'm talking about the plays where he you has time and he doesn't climb the pocket. He stays in the same the place. Plays and and also, can I say the thing that I know? He plays where he could have did it. And the thing that I know he doesn't want to hear is that we moved up for a quarterback that has average to subpar arm talent. That's not true. Like, that's the part. That's the part. They had Adam Thielen wide open across the middle, and Bryce couldn't get the ball to him before it was damn near double coverage. Rex Ryan well, made a good play today. Get... Cody, like, show me. Show no, me yeah, Facebook, there bro. is. No, you can say okay. nothing. You, you, you look at all twenty-two film. It's on the film. Yeah, upload all twenty-two film every Thursday. Okay, bro. Like I said, bro, there's nothing to support that. That's not true at all. Leonard says yes. Looks like Bryce throws flat-footed. Uh, Thomas says we gave away too much to get Bryce now. Can't put any talent around him. Rex Ryan made an excellent point on get up this morning uh, as the stuff started to drop uh, him and Dan Rolofsky. And Dan Rolofsky has been one of the biggest supporters of Bryce Young this season, yeah. like in terms of his film and he's put out there. He's like, this isn't really all on Bryce. But Rex has never been a fan of Bryce Young because of his size. And he was like, I see people comparing him to Kyler Murray all the time. And you can't do that. Kyler Murray is not small. Kyler Murray is short. But he's not yeah. small. He is stock like he can. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's a lot better athlete too. Than, and, uh, and, and Bryce Young is like small, a, and, and, and he can run like, away from you. Yeah, and Bryce yeah, Young can't run away from defenders. No, he does no, not have elite speed like that, which would separate him. His size wouldn't matter if he could actually run away from defenders. I would I'd have, watch defensive ends, two hundred ninety pound defensive ends, run this dude down <laughs> from behind with ease. Like I just seen him put two dudes on skates last night and y'all talking about he can't run away from me. Alright, but whatever. He's not, yeah, he's like not, he's said, he's not doing that that's at a high play. level. My okay, problem is you're, you're only talking about one or two plays where, where he doesn't run different. away from people. Y'all, but then y'all ignore the times where he in fact does escape the pocket. Bro, he's getting sacked. So, so y'all saying he's, he's only done it one time. He's getting sacked like five. If we drafted Bryce Young at number nine, it'd be fine. I have no issue. But you're going to trade away DJ Moore, Christian McCaffrey, and the first overall pick in 2024 for an undersized quarterback with subpar arm talent that doesn't have any physical traits that set him apart from anyone else. The they only reason the franchise back a right. couple of years, like yeah, 100. percent No only matter how much you love draft, Bryce Young, they may have set this franchise back two. The three only years. reason you drafted him was because of how fast he processes the the the, the game of football, and so far that is not what he's doing at all. Uh, they, okay. I did. I forgot that from Andrew. We tried to get Orlovsky to be the quarterback coach. I did. I do remember that he mentioned that he did interview yeah. uh, here. Um, and keep an eye on that. That might be something they go back to uh, down the road here. Uh, just to get out of here, because uh, I've got believing Panthers here starting right now. Real quick, going around. Don't, don't need complete detail. Who do you want to be the next head coach for the Carolina Panthers, twenty twenty four? Jero. Yeah, Jero. I'll say Bobby Sullivan. 
I'm going to go where I was at at this point last year. Bring Jim Harbaugh to me. Bring him here. Bring him to – I don't care if he wants full control. I don't care if he wants to be the GM. I don't care. Bring me yeah, Jim Harbaugh. Yeah, suspended, so, yeah, you might as well bring him in here. Bring him on in here. He ain't going to be in Michigan next year. If let Michigan win the national championship, Jim Harbaugh's not going back to Michigan. He's going to come to the NFL, and it's going to be us or the Bears. Come here. He even inquired here last year, remember? He was inquiring about the role while uh, Steve was the head coach. He yeah, called in. Bears, like, yo, what's up with this? What's going right on? Right now, the Bears look way more attractive than us. They do. They really do, which is sad. Um, yeah. <laughs> because of us. Yeah. <laughs> I gotta, I mean, we got to get out of here. We got to get out of here. Um, I, we might do another one later on this week, depending on what happens with everything. Uh, we normally are on Thursday, so we'll see what pops on with that. Stay here on YouTube.com forward slash at Tobacco Road Sports Radio. Believe in Panther starts up here in about two minutes, so uh, don't go anywhere. Cody, Monty, thanks y'all for uh, jumping on. We were not uh, prepared for this. <laughs> we kind of thought in the back of our head it could happen, but we didn't know for sure it was going to happen. And then our wishes came true. So it's a new day in Panther Land here in Zamunda. So we'll see what uh see what old David Tepper decides to do with uh with this franchise. <laughs> so we're gonna end it right there. Uh, you've been watching and listening a new episode of Embrace Debate here on the Fans First Sports Network, powered by the Keep Pounding Podcast Network. Keep pounding. Keep pounding. Keep pounding.